Well, a very pleasant uh, good morning to you. This is Patrick Tempone. Our little sounds and stuff uh, weren't working this morning. A lot of things weren't working. We had a huge storm that came through here in Dripping Springs. I think it was Saturday night. And uh, turned everything off, of course, all the electricity. And then when our studio equipment came up and uh, came back to life, a lot of stuff didn't work. It was like... (laughs) So we've been working on it all weekend here and there, and also this morning, and we got most of it working, some of the sounds that we usually have, like if you press this button, nothing happens, so that's all right, we can, we'll deal with it. So good morning, it is the 5th of June, and that would be 2023, for those of you in uh, Petaluma, don't have your own calendar. Um, Fred Zeschewski is going to be here on Wednesday. We have several, two or three other people they are going to fill in on tomorrow and also on Wednesday. We just haven't placed them yet, so we're working on some things that are just coming together at the last minute. And then this morning, it's Adam Bergstrom. It is the, um, seems strange starting the show without that thing, doesn't it? That seems weird, but doesn't really matter. Is Adam Bergstrom. Yeah, he has a, a hardcover book that you have probably seen, you can still get, and we'll check, I'll tell you how to get one. Yes, no, maybe, Chronobotic Nutrition. He has two websites, which be solartiming.com and also Sunsync Nutrition. Solar Timing, where he has all of the his books and stuff. And he's out in California, where he should just get extra pay just for being in California without being crazy. Uh, good mo- <laughs> morning, Adam. Good morning from California, rainy California. Ever since we did the elemental song on October 13th, 2022, it won't stop. You just, you sang your way into paradise. I guess so. Yeah, the farmers are happy. It killed our aloe plants. We got some more. It looks like it's going to kill them again. It's not supposed to rain in June. Been here on and off over 50 years and never seen it rain in June before. What was that now song? It's raining every other day. And what is that song? Never rains in Southern California. Yeah, yeah that's a that? lie. This year, <laughs> it never rains. In... Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is the wettest you guys have had ever, right? Yeah, and the uh, the the shame is that they don't save the water; it runs into the ocean. But this gentle rain we're getting now, the farmers can use because it won't run into the ocean. It's good for the plants. Yeah, the plants that. Uh, don't like too much rain, of course. <laughs> Forget tomatoes. So, what's what 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 months of the year do you normally do they normally plant? Is it around this time? Uh, it's probably you, too wet. Usually, to plant, huh? the uh, the rain will start in sometimes October, October, November, and by April, it's gone. You know, mm. it's really. Uh, rare that we get may we do get may rainstorms at the beginning sometimes but not throughout may and not every other day and not into june certainly i've never seen it in june i've seen an occasional tiny thunderstorm that lasts about 10 minutes in uh, august maybe but this is highly unusual weather and i've lived in seattle i've lived in bellingham i've lived in portland oregon and it's more like instead of tan now we rust so, so you know, a lot of people feel like um, the weather is manipulated, right? With, uh, with what do you call it? Uh, what is it? Harp and all that stuff, and they've been keeping California 
abnormally dry or just to piss us off? Do you think that's true? Uh, I doubt it. But people's consciousness can do it. And a lot of uh, elite people uh, know that. They, they have access to books and information we don't. The human mind is connected with the weather. Maharishi Mahesh Yogi talked about it all the time. I've seen the Donald change the weather from totally sunny to stormy weather with not a cloud in the sky in one half hour where it was a thunderstorm. I've seen this kind of thing on and off, so this is not unusual. It's just unusual that we just did it to help the farmers, not to create a new uh, a new tropical cl- so you, uh, climate. So you really think you guys singing the elemental song did all this big weather changes in California? You know, it Do could you? be magical thinking, but many times I've used the <laughs> elemental song thinking. to a way... Uh, I like I'll give you an example. Uh, I abused it one time. My girlfriend didn't want to go to Vegas because two guys named Dave, there's a synchronicity, said, are you crazy going to Vegas in August? It's going to be 130 degrees. You don't want to go there. So she stayed behind and I drove off and I sang the elemental song for about an hour. When I got to Vegas, it was stormy and wet and I was supposed to go out on a boat with my brother on uh, Lake Powell. And he said, what the heck did you do? Bring the Carpinteria weather with you? And so I called my girlfriend up at high noon the next day and said, ha ha, I'm in Las Vegas at high noon and it's 62 degrees, (laughs) which is unheard of. And uh, anyway, I ended up paying for it by getting uh, sun poisoning because when the sun did come out, I was not prepared for it. And anyway, I can give you, I could, I could actually, I started writing a book about it and I got about half done and maybe I'll finish it about how we can affect the weather. Uh, the Wizard of New Zealand, he went to Auckland during a drought and made it poor. So the Indians look at the look sure. at the dances, yeah. the rain sure. dances they do. And it's very easy. Jung talked about it too. I've often thought yeah. about it as well. Where, say, you have a place like Texas, right? And right around the summertime, everybody starts to know that it's not going to rain. It's going to be very hot. So they think about it, right? And then they talk about it, and they talk to their neighbors about it, and it becomes this. Um, kind of self-fulfilled prophecy, right? It, you know what I mean? You got everybody thinking it's not going to rain. How could it possibly rain? I, I, you, know. you know, if everybody <laughs> thinks uh, <laughs> like there is a recession or something like sure, that, it sure. makes it happen. Sure, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about That's that. I know it seems ex- weird, folks, but it's true though, isn't it, Adam? It really is. Our mind will do it. Same with astrology. Once you have astrology and you identify with a sign, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. I've seen it happen many times. And when I was in therapy, I was very careful about what I said because I realized they're going to run with it. You know, if I say they got a, they've got something in iridology that's going to be a gallbladder problem, then they suddenly get one. And I started to be suspicious that I was causing it by giving them a <laughs> right. di- diagnosis. Interesting word. Diagnosis. Diagnosis. <laughs> Interesting. When I studied with Master Chen, he said, never give a person a diagnosis. Don't tell them, don't tell them that they're, they have a problem <laughs> and we'll have a lot less problems. So there's something to be said for that. I, I don't subscribe to it 100%, but 
we can make the movie happen, but what we by we what we say and many self help books like a perfect example is a man had a serious heart condition and he overheard the doctor saying, uh, he has a galloping heart. Hmm. It actually is slang for a certain type of heart condition that's very dangerous. Well, he heard galloping heart. I must be great. <laughs> My heart's galloping. My heart's galloping. And he got out of bed and he was fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just have no idea. Because we've just been kind of figuring this out and looking at it for a long time. And I mean, how would we know exactly what, what the heck is going on with, with everything, right? I mean... There's so many moving parts with souls as we are and, and in our relationship with spirit and God and our thought and I don't think we have any real understanding how you know, how deep the mind goes, you know, within everything. So even two thousand and twenty three we're probably just still just you know, slapping mud against the walls thinking we know what we're doing. <laughs> well, people who know this, they they benefit by not letting us know we can do it. Uh, be our own experts, you know. Why, uh, why set it up to a middleman or other people? And that goes back to the concept of kings. The kings mm. were gods; they they fooled people. And yet here we are today in days of what we call democracies and republics, and we still have kings. <laughs> How many countries still have kings, and they're they're still in control, and people worship them. Even our presidents of the United States, they, they get worshipped like kings, like they're going to solve the problem. We get one guy in power, and he'll change everything. It's just a bunch of baloney. That is a cultural meme that we're stuck in. The yeah, I mean, it's just like, these presidents might as well be kings, because that's how they're, as you say, that's how, that's how they're treated. You know, it's like, yeah, and, and the people do it. The people create them. If the people just walked away, I think this happened in uh, Italy where uh, they tried to ban cash and people just went out and paid cash. If enough people do it, where was it? France. France. Uh, France, they did that. And then what could they do? Everybody just demanded them pay, paying cash yeah. if everybody did it. But the thing is, only one sucker does it, and he gets executed. Nobody <laughs> wants to be that sucker. So then you get a Hitler and a Stalin and a Peter the Great or whoever is going to run the country, now, either Trump or Biden or Clinton or whoever. Well, I've been All following. because the crowd yeah. creates them. Yeah. And you can't blame the elite for realizing that the crowd is stupid. Uh, it's well known by Gustave Le Bon over 100 years ago that 35% of the crowd cannot be changed. And they create the reality that other people are stuck in. And then 65% don't want to mess with their careers. I'm sure there's a lot of Hollywood actors who believe all this pandemic stuff is bs yeah. but they go along with it because they don't want to lose their jobs and then what happens the four percent who really know this is all just a scam they get victimized i don't think is there something about it doesn't take a huge amount of percentage was it steve falcon was talking about that or darko somebody we're talking to oh it doesn't take a huge percentage of people in the consciousness to to initiate change and just it forces the people to change i don't know how it works you know like the the hundredth monkey idea if you get enough people you know that all believe if you wash the coconuts a certain way 
you know, I've seen that happen. And an unusual phenomena, when I used to do muscle response testing, mm -hmm. I found that if something had been discovered, you could find it with muscle response testing. But if it hadn't been discovered yet, or it was commonly done, it couldn't be tested accurately. And so there's a hunter's monkey effect right there. So yeah. I totally believe in that. And uh, I believe the electric bulb was discovered by Mr. Edison and someone in Germany simultaneously. In Germany, apparently, they celebrate that guy. And in the United States, we celebrate Edison. <laughs> you know what happens with the music as well? Because uh, I think people download this information from... Um, you know, the ether is God, whatever you want to talk about. And it can be downloaded by a lot of people at the same time. Just happens. I think a lot of copyright issues are really, the person really didn't steal. It just came through the ethers. Sure. ESP is a very real thing. I've, I've experienced it all through my life dramatically, and I know people who have. We've all had that experience of thinking of someone and the phone rings and it's them and we haven't heard from them for a year or two. Yeah. Adam's Berk, Adam Berkstrom is with us, and uh, they're actually really are working on the phone lines, amazingly enough. Um, <laughs> talked to, uh, yeah, on Friday, right. they actually said, well, here's what we... So they haven't... <coughs> excuse me. They haven't totally forgot about us. But so for the moment, uh, please email questions or comments. Uh, a lot of you listening here this morning on audio and video, so come on in. Patrick at one radionetwork.com. Adam, we put a, a video on the front page, and there was a fellow that we had on years ago, uh, a Mike Mutzel, a doctor, and he and his wife have been doing this carnivore keto thing forever, a long time. <laughs> I think one of them 15 years, one of them 10 years or so. And they found this place in Canada, and you might watch the video, I think you'd enjoy it, in Canada where they've got this new MRI system that looks at everything. I mean, really, but no radiation, no, no juice, no danger. Somehow, yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. Hmm. So Mike Mutzel always makes me suspicious. Yeah, but this guy, <laughs> no he, he checked it out because he didn't want to do that. You know, he, you know. Anyway, hmm. so he heard about it and he went up there and he, he and his wife did their thing, and uh, you should see some of the, some of the pictures of their organs. And the guy who was doing the test, this doctor, he was really amazed on how nicely all the fat that they needed was just, just around each organ. You know, there was not too much, not too little. He said, I don't know what you're doing, but, and he said the, the gal's bone density in her, or it was like a, a teenager, and she, she had been around the sun about, excuse me, she had been about 40 years or so. But really interesting on what more, less carbs can do. They do for these people. Less carbs and more fat, more protein, the keto carnagen. I mean, it was quite impressive the way their, their body looked, according to the people who look at it with the amount of fat and all that stuff, you know. Liver, everything. Pretty interesting. The interesting thing is keto has never been done before except in concentration camps and starvation uh like a lion is definitely not a not is a carnivore but doesn't do keto so we'll see uh what happens longevity is what counts if if these people get to be 99 like charlie munger and 100 like uh henry kissinger jimmy carter george uh 
George H.W. Bush, those people, and uh, they usually eat as omnivores seem to be the longest living, but we'll see, you know, because this is a new diet introduced to the human race. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see who starts as a baby as a carnivore. I mean, after they get off the breast, of course, yeah. and then goes on to be uh, super centenarians. So we won't be around, maybe, or maybe we will. Maybe we will. Who, who knows? We maybe may be we wait around maybe to see that the first person born as a as a keto baby and then in a uh, hundred years afterwards they're still alive and kicking and doing sports like uh Fauci Singh the uh, turban tornado he's 112 and he's still kicking <laughs> he's basically uh, eats low on the food chain uh, I think he he drinks milk products and uh, I don't think he does eggs or something and he's 119 he breaks the re repeat rules of uh, eating running 25 miles a day when he was a hundred years old and even beyond that and uh, those are the kind of uh, the health we need there can be a difference between fitness and longevity like uh, bodybuilders who take steroids and certain types sure. of foods yeah. and over proteinize they often become much more fitter they make great warriors they tend to not live that long uh, eating kind of a balanced diet like Jack LaLanne, what did he make it to, 93 or 94? I Gypsy think so, yeah. Boots, who yeah. made it up into 90. Uh, they uh, tend to live a long time. People on strange diets like Mr. Eatsall, who ate, took him two years to eat a Cessna airplane, ate, uh, ate and digested shopping carts, coffins, TVs, bicycles, and yet he lived to 57. But I, I don't think you and I want to try that one. Well, you and I will probably not try that diet. Could no, you imagine? I'm not into it. I mean, no. it's, that's like a, I don't even know what that is, Adam. That would be like a, other than an earthly being or something. I don't know who this dude was that could eat stuff like that. I mean, how can that possibly go through the stomach and small intestine and colon and digest? And digest it. How is that possible? Solid metal. That is impossible. Yeah. I hear you say that now all the, the time, say you have to but it's hard for me to. It's, it's hard for me to believe it. You know, I, I know that you're not making it up, but it's just hard to believe that. You know, it is. You know well, what I'm saying? Check. He's got a Wikipedia page and YouTube videos and stuff. He's he's been doing it since a child. When he found out he could do it, he found out he could make money doing it. You know that uh, if he ate all those things, he ate a coffin, uh, he ate uh, a <laughs> chandelier, uh, on and on it went. And the doctors couldn't believe they thought it was a fake then they did x-rays and found out he was digesting this stuff he wasn't just how's getting that it even in there, possible right? how is that even possible? I know. and biting it down biting it with his teeth down now the mighty adam uh joseph l greenstein uh sign he could uh, bite railroad spikes in half and bite uh, coins in half and when a dentist thought it was a trick he, uh, he said, is there anything in my mouth? And the dentist said, no, you don't have it now. And he bit the dentist's dental mirror in half. Hmm. Well, so there's always we going to be very, strangers like this. I think it's more relevant of what many people do, right, and, and can do. It, once you have the mind power, because yeah, Mighty Adam was uh, was questioned on that, and he said you have to have us, you have to believe to the point of death, because he had a, a student named 
Slim the Hammer Man, whatever. And Slim the Hammer Man broke his wrist 87 times lifting sledgehammers uh, up, up to his nose and things of that nature. But he couldn't figure out how it's a small, short guy, I think he was only five foot uh, four or something, could be so strong. And finally, he found out his secret is you do it or you die. There's no going back. So, so, so someone brought him a, an anodized railroad spike. And he realized right away something was wrong, that he couldn't just bite it through regularly. But because he believed you do it or die, he bit it in half, lost four teeth in the process, but he bit an anodized <laughs> railroad spike in half. That's crazy, man. Um it is. You know, the, the, the faith thing, I think, is just um, uh, so relevant. And, and I've, ex, you know, I experiment with it a lot, Adam. And I, I don't think there's any doubt that you either, you either have faith in something or you don't. You know what I mean? It's like, it just can't be like, like oh, maybe you're half and half or 99%. It's either there or not, right? It's just, you agree? It's... I agree, hundred percent. Otherwise, I believe we can walk on water, levitate, and all of that things. But you have to have a hundred percent there. If there's any doubt, it's like those little glitches in electronics that just takes one thing, and you sink or you fall out of the sky. But when you have a hundred percent belief, there's just too many stories of unusual. Well, I've seen a lot of these people in action. I've seen things that shouldn't be possible that people could do. So, I know from experience, not from reading books, though I've certainly read, done enough research on people who had phenomenal abilities that science cannot explain. Science cannot explain. Um, In fact, science is all theory. We're really engineers more than anything else. We don't understand how a car really runs. We can build them, but we don't understand any more than an, than a bee understands how they make a perfect beehive or a spider makes a perfect web. You know, <laughs> they they don't know science. They know engineering. And mankind has hubris and thinks, oh, we know science. Well, science is all theories. There's a theory of this and a theory of that. We don't know how electricity works or how nuclear fission really works. We have theories, but we can do it just like and a bee can do it. We Doesn't don't have any idea of how gravity works. I don't think there's there, but they'll, they'll tell you. These big top scientists, they'll say, oh, no, we, we don't know, but it's just there. You know, We don't know how it works. We know how to hook up electricity when they run, but even when I was in the phone company, they had all kinds of theories like, oh, one atom here, you push it here, and at an instant, at the speed of light, it pushes the other BB out at the other end of the pipe. These are all theories. <laughs> I yep, don't know. They're all theories. A germ theory? Theory? It's a theory. Um, yeah. This is from It's like being in a dream and trying yeah. to explain how this happens in a dream. It's a dream. It's a dream. Well, that's a good point. As long as we stay there, then we know we're in pretty solid ground. Here's an email from Cincy. She is in, she doesn't say. Uh, a lot of different ideas out there, Adam, on the idea of shedding for people who have had the vax. Have you seen any research one way or another to have an opinion? And are people who are getting vax, can they shed cooties? Mm-hmm. Uh I think it can happen, especially right afterwards, but also uh, once you have a belief system again, you can be protected from that. 
but nowadays uh, it's not safe to be around vaccinated people, especially when they first get it. Uh, a vaccinated person would do do well for themselves. The clotting effect is an over acidity. If they over alkalize themselves for a while, they would be protected from the clotting effect that has killed so many people. But I, I think shedding exists, and I think again our mind would be powerful to uh, to either turn it off or it. turn it on. Yeah, either turn it off. Or yes, turn it on. but if you don't have complete belief, and you might check with uh, muscle testing, do I believe? And if your muscles weak, stay away from that person for a while. Hmm. It's for sure that the vaccinated people have changed the human race. There's no doubt about that. But then again, we can change it back by mind power. But they have done it because the cultural meme believe the cultural meme believes this now. It's the belief of the crowd that this happens and that happens, and then it happens. Gustave Le Bon went into that in detail over a hundred years ago, mm -hmm. where he noticed that a civilization stays locked in to 200 or 300 years back. Marshall McLuhan talked about that too. We look at the future through a rear view mirror and yet we're moving forward. So life can be, has to be lived forward, but it can only be understood backwards. That's our problem. <laughs> yeah, because it just, it just goes from now to now to now to now and that's, that's it. I mean, that's all there is. <laughs> so. And then suddenly, you know, how did I get here? And actually, when you look back, oh, if I'd only done that, if I only I did that. And then again, it's speculation. If we change it, you know, I, I think of all the stupid things I've done in my life, but I'm still alive. I was born before the Second World War, and I'm still alive. It's a miracle. All the drugs, all the <laughs> alcohol, all the profligate uh, uh, affairs and everything, could have got any kind of a disease, uh, and here I am, still alive. And all the wives, too. You you made it through five wives, right? I made it through five wives, and <laughs> God knows how many girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more than five. Uh, Adam Brookstrom is with us, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com. Um, you know, I, I, when you really dig into the now thing, Adam, that, that I love to, to, to meditate and contemplate on, do you know, if... if, if this is so simple, but probably too geeky. Well, I don't know. I'm just going to say it. If, if we're sitting here now, right, and if we forget everything that we've ever thought about our body, right, because it's not there, it, where is it? And do, you know, do I really have a low thyroid? Okay, I did yesterday. Now it's different, right? Do I have cancer? You know, do I have low blood sugar, do I have, whatever. And I think as humans, when we carry around this image of what we have been up until now, then we're dealing from a weakened position because we're starting from a state of consciousness that, th that says, I've got a low thyroid, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, so I gotta go to the doctor. When in fact, if we just started from zero, nothing, we know nothing about the body, we know absolutely nothing if we have any disease, if we have any germs, anything, and just start it from that dead, solid, perfect, and, I don't know, eat the right food and just do your life and you'd see what does pop up. Does that make sense to you? Makes perfect sense. Uh, of course, I'm crazy. If that makes perfect thing. sense, then we're, we're, in, we're in trouble. I, I don't know said something. <laughs> 
You have a point. If you live now, right. how can you have karma? Because there's no past. There's no. So how can you experience your past or your future karma? There's only now. And the regular way life works, I've talked about a lot of movies like Dark City and The Matrix and right. things. There's one movie I haven't mentioned before, Final Destination in 2000. Fascinated me. Death has a plan. Uh, this this uh, guy a boy escapes a, an airplane disaster by having a preview of it several people follow the plane off but then because death has a plan they have to be killed by other means in the precise order they escape the airplane hmm. and it's all about can he pass that they made uh what do you call it uh subsequent movies uh, of that final destination movie which were just video came bs but the theory uh, of that first movie is very interesting that death has a plan and if you can find the plan and the plan the escape route is now the portal to go through is now it can't be tomorrow because tomorrow doesn't exist it can't be yesterday so uh, just the idea though from a disease standpoint and from a, a health it really does make sense if we can just not believe we have anything, even if we had it last night. I mean, do we have it this morning? I mean, you know. You know, this was understood by the Greek philosophers who said there's something and nothing. Well, a lot of people thought it was a mysterious nothing that was some kind of uh, negative space or something. But they meant now what, what is is not what happened yesterday when you were sitting at the park or not tomorrow when you were sitting in the car it's what's happening now that's is all now that's and all th that's the other right? mysterious nothingness was what isn't now that's all that's happening is what's happening now boy if you really get this folks play with this idea and you'd be surprised how much your life will improve because if you catch yourself worried about something right i mean what is that about what does that even matter? What is that? What does it matter? Thinking about what could happen. I mean, you know, it it's just stupid. Just don't do it because just do whatever you want to do. And sure, things you know, challenging things will come up because we have created karma, right? To your point about karma. So, in other words, so say I punched you in the nose last week, right? But I'm still just doing the Nowville, and I forgot it. I could have karma with you where you could just come up and punch me, right? And even though I was in the now, I would experience the punch, right? Maybe. <laughs> what do you mean? Maybe the person Maybe. would be deflected in now. But, but even that, if you, if you live now, you wouldn't even notice the punch anyway. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Because it's illusion. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know. But, but this is... At the very least, it's a delusion. Yeah, I, yeah, but I would still feel it if you come up and punch me because I'm not Batman. But you would enjoy it. What are the masochists? Why they put I? hooks in themselves, and, and in Hollywood, they have a like a clothesline over a canyon. You put hooks in and all kinds of pins. They have nightclubs in L.A. where you can go and put hooks and be hanged like on meat hooks. Yeah, Isn't that to, exciting? Don't I'm, you get your jollies that way? I'm trying to cut so down So what on is that. pain? <laughs> yeah, well, pain's an interesting pay thing, pain. too. And if you really, you know, I, I played around, around a lot about with pain, merging into it and knowing that there's only one, just one God, everything's one, that the, <laughs> the pain thing can lessen a lot because you're not fighting against two forces. You know what I mean? 
where you're looking, you know, your knee, your knee, your knee hurts, but then you think about your knee, and then you think about the pain, and and that does this. So, moving into the pain, oftentimes will can be pretty exciting, pretty interesting. You know, in hypnotism, people don't feel any pain, but why can't they hypnotize themselves? Why do they have to go to somebody? In fact, our our health can be so dramatically. Uh, here's a case. Uh, a man came. A man who didn't believe in hypnotism says, "I don't believe in hypnotism, and I have high blood pressure." Right. Uh, and the man said, realized right away, this guy had a vulnerability. So he just said, "You have normal blood pressure." And when he went and got checked, it was normal and stayed normal. Now, why have someone else do that to you when you can do it yourself? It, before there were thousands of books written on mesmerism it was as commonly known as elvis's mm. name uh, or michael jackson's name uh, back in the past they've managed to repress these books now we get uh, a new book on mesmerism and it's total baloney but you can go back even on the internet now and find thousands of books I, i've done it i've wrote it wrote probably the most complete compendium of uh, mesmerism in my mesmerism and miracles book and yet i advise people People don't go to a mesmerist. Don't go to a human, uh, to a hypnotist. Do it yourself. DIY. And which is simply thinking clearly, succinctly about what you think is real and what you what's going on. I mean, right? And you're, exactly. It's definitely self hypnot. That's all it is. Self hypnosis, right? That's all it is. When you realize how powerful the mind is, now many times I'm stuck in the swirl yeah, we all in get society in yeah, the world of it. But stuck. every yeah. once in a while, I say something, and a, a miracle happens. Weather seems to work for me, and maybe because I saw it done uh, several times, and so I thought, well, gee, I can do it too. And so I believe that, and that's what does it. Now the amazing Randy, who criticized all these kind of things, one time he joked. He said. Uh, what we the world needs is a better placebo, and he was making fun of it. But I, I jumped up off the seat when I heard that and said, "Yes, we need a better placebo." It's one thing to think that vitamin C gets rid of your cold, but it's another thing to believe that your leg comes back on after it was detached. It's a better placebo. And I met a man, a medical doctor, who swore he had a guru in India who could take his arms and legs off and put them back on again. So what is that? Yeah, what I, is I never that, saw man? that myself. But this is a medical doctor who was a very extraordinary person himself, who I met in Sedona, of course, where these kind of people hang out. You know, there's 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 quite a bit of uh, of um, I don't know whether it's legend or it's really uh, real research, but that at some points people were able to grow another set of teeth as well. They just did, you know. They, right. they had these permanent teeth that they would lose, and they would just grow another. Why? Why not? Why would you only have only one unless you were just programmed, you know, to do that? I met a man in Sedona who was diagnosed with cancer, and Mother Mary came to him. His <laughs> he was a Catholic, no kidding, and healed him completely. And then when he lived in Sedona, I I, I hung out with this. Uh, he used to have a radio show. I used to be on his radio show a lot in Sedona, and uh, one time. He uh, he was driving home and he fell asleep at the wheel and went over the cliff. And on the way to the cliff, he just closed his eyes and said, Mother Mary, whatever shall be, shall be. And he found himself back on the highway with a truck coming at him. <laughs> <laughs> so he got out of his car just in time and the, the truck hit the car. 
And uh, after that, he became uh, convinced that life is not what we think it is. By the way, his wife uh, was phenomenal, too. Her, her mother could take photos. Every time she took a picture with a Polaroid camera, there were photos of Jesus. I saw these photos. Right? She couldn't take a regular picture. Anybody else takes the same camera, they get the scenery or the person. She takes Jesus. And then they had a reincarnated cat that visited him, too. I tell you. If you go to Sedona, be prepared. Buckle your seatbelt. <laughs> well, I had a cat that reincarnated and told me exactly where it was going to be, exactly what color it was going to be, and uh, that's real. I mean, it happened in the dream. I knew. How do you, you can't even make that up. So the these, the, I didn't make it up, and I called my friend. I said, be on the lookout because Rose is coming back. Of course, he thought I was crazy, Right, and then about six months later, he calls me and said, "You know, my wife just found this uh, feral cat, about six feral cats out in the, you know, out in the land, and evidently the mother um, deserted them, and we brought them in. Maybe your cat is there, you know." So I went over there, and um, Rose told me that he was going to be black and white. Told me that for sure, and also told me that he was going to do. The thing that he always did, which is, you ever see the cats, they make biscuits? You ever see the cats when you pick them up? Well, Rose, when he was, before he passed, you would just pick him up. Anybody would pick him up. He was 10 years old. And he would just make biscuits. That's what he did, you know, with their paws. Just, just. So I pick up this little kitten, black and white, at the place where he told me it was going to be, Richard, this fellow's house, right in the dream, and then I picked him up, and first thing he did was, now, come on. It's like, whoa. Okay? Amazing. Amazing. So these, all animals are souls. Every one of them. I don't care. Lizards, flies. In my opinion, lizards, flies, fleas, alligators, elephants, cats, dogs. And they all reincarnate, and they all do it again somewhere else. Wow. Sir uh, Jagadas Bose uh, discovered that even minerals have life force. I think he they do that, too. Uh, I think they tin do too. was one of the most powerful. I think they do. It too. feared its death and life, uh, just like any other uh, living thing does. Sure, and if everything is God or spirit or life, even you know, I mean, we know trees are, and obviously flowers and bees. Why wouldn't rocks? You know, maybe they're just low on the on the on the, you know on the consciousness scale but they they must have consciousness of some some kind right yeah consciousness is misunderstood yeah. like they used to believe you had to have a nervous system in fact physiologists at one time believed a baby couldn't have it because they didn't have a developed oh, nervous on, system they, so they could do anything they wanted <laughs> isn't that ridiculous <laughs> come on they really and thought plants that? feel pain they now know that sure. if you if you go and torture one plant and there's similar plants around, they get the message, and so they put out poisons and whatever it is to defend themselves, because they, they don't have legs to run away, unless you uh, believe in uh, the Fangorn Forest type uh, idea in The Lord of the Rings, so maybe trees can travel, that we don't know about it. We, again, just think, man has hubris to think, oh, we understand the yeah. universe, yeah. and actually, no, we don't. No, no, no. And there were times, and you can see pictures, when trees were, at some point, a quarter of a mile 
wide, quarter of a mile. You can see the base of them, and they were up, you know, a thousand feet, year, you know, a long time ago. And they cut these somehow, and they had the tools to cut them off. Now, I don't know, you tell me how they did that, you know, a thousand <laughs> years or two thousand years, whatever, right? How would you cut them off like that? You had to have some kind of electricity. And you can see these things, and people think they're actually formations in the rock and all that, but they're, they're actually just trees that they cut off. Wow. We know very little about our past, and you know, very little. No. We have big theories, but, uh, <laughs> All but we theory. don't know. And, you know, I had my own experience with reincarnation when uh, I woke up in the middle of a dream. My deceased father came to me and said, I'll see you April 3rd. Is that right? And so I I was afraid. Oh, my God, does that mean I'm going to die April 3rd? That's, <laughs> that's not too far away. Right. And so I picked up an astrology book uh, that my mother had she got mixed up on what sign she was, so she said, it's Aquarius, so you take it. I opened <laughs> it up, and something fell out of it. And it was, I was a cartoonist in junior high and won a, actually a national <laughs> journalism award. And my father was so proud of the cartoon, he carried it in his wallet, and that cartoon fell out. Now I was really afraid. Well, one day, uh, my wife, I told my wife about it, and she forgot about it. But then she came back and said, I'm pregnant again, uh, and the due date is April 3rd. And I said, wow, <laughs> you will have, the, the baby will be born April 3rd, and it'll be a boy. And it was, and is. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had an experience with my dad uh, about a week ago. It was just I've never had one this this clear and this um, you know this um, beautiful yeah, with him and he you know he's been gone I think he left about I don't know six, seven, 80, 85 something like that so we communicate with these people all the time and they're wherever they are you know and wherever they are we communicate with them it's great isn't it yeah, I've seen after Donald Lay went on his cosmic vacation in 89, roses have appeared. Because when he died, he smelled like roses and wasn't decomposing. So afterwards, uh, one time I was complaining, how come you're not walking through the wall? And the whole apartment was uh, infused with roses. Though wow. so I still complained. I said, you got to come through the wall. I'm not falling for this <laughs> roses business again. <laughs> well, you know, that's interesting you mentioned that because I've read quite a few stories and the roses meme, or whatever you want to call it, Adam, it, it goes way back with different masters, spiritual masters. Uh, so he definitely was one, as you know, because you worked with him. He was a he was he was a spiritual master of who knows you know, what level he just was. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. And the funny thing is, scientists know about this scent of saints, Do they? but they call it holy neurosis. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> they really think it's a neurosis, right? Yeah. 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 But the yeah. roses and thing is, is it's true. It's so yeah. common that uh, people smell uh, certain things after death, and, and even long after death. The the smell followed us around. I uh, one of Adano's students didn't sleep either. He had mastered sleep where he could go all day without going to bed. And uh, I traveled with him, and we had 
several incidents of the smell appearing uh, when we were meditating or doing something that was significant in involving someone else's health because my friend was also a uh, a therapist as well uh, you know uh, speaking of that there was i don't you you may know maybe yogananda or one of the one of the old uh, ancient kind of real cool yogi guys you know that really had it together uh, there's stories about him that people saw speaking of the now that he was just he would he would create flowers along the way as he walked. So the, did you ever hear that one? And the people that saw that, or people I, actually I saw that. Could you imagine manifesting flowers as you're walking? Now that's cool. Now yep. <laughs> That's cool. Those but, kind of things happen, and of course scientists say, oh, that can't be. Oh, that, yeah, well, that, that doesn't follow the laws oh, of reality. Yeah, well, you know, their laws of reality. <laughs> well, they're stuck, they're stuck in their laws of reality, and yeah. that's the meaning mm-hmm. of square, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> you be square. They're stuck in the box. <laughs> Stay right there, Adam. We're going to take a little break. Patrick Timponi, Adam Bergstrom, OneRadioNetwork.com. If you've not tried our sulfur, we have a really good one. I'll tell you what, people order all the time. We've had the same people ordering our sulfur for probably 10 years. Here's a picture of it. I'm cereal. Now, if you you think these people and myself would be taking this sulfur if it wasn't doing something for us? I don't know. I, I especially like it, hair, skin, and nails. Um, your nails just grow like crazy, man, with the sulfur. and um, It's probably the only really supplement I take. Let's see. Yeah. Well, we breathe the hydrogen, but uh, that's made from hydrogen. That's <laughs> made from from the air. That's where that's how they make it. And so, but I think that's the only one really. All the other things are all food based, but sulfur is probably the only the only real supplement that we. Uh, and it's made from DMSO and uh, hydrogen peroxide, but it's pure. It's organic. Uh, there's nothing else in there. So, check it out if you'd like to um, play with sulfur. Just email or just go on our line on, and you can order two pounds and, and you'll have a good time with it. We have been uh, doing some pretty deep research into the world of money lately and uh, Fred will be here Wednesday. But uh, what's going on now? Uh, I'll go into a little bit with Adam with the oil. There's some really strange big picture things happening in the world of money that nobody really is talking about because it's just too monetary geeky for most people but uh, there's some very curious and uh, could be exciting depending on your viewpoint of things going on with money around the world with uh, de-dollarization with digital currencies with central bank digital currencies coming Uh, the Fed now program is beginning on July 1st so they're going to be changing around a lot of stuff. And the long and the short of it is, and the purpose of mentioning Fred Dashevsky, is that gold and silver, in our opinion, is going to be worth a whole lot more than it is today. Only because the... the supply of gold and silver coins is limited. And of course, his supply of just digging it out of the ground is limited as well. But uh, that's all Fred deals with is numismatic coins. 
and you can get coins, oh, pre-1965, and you can buy a bag of those quarters, dimes, and half, and just put them away in your underwear drawer, baby. And uh, someday, if the dollar is going to do what we think it's going to do, <laughs> which is not happy, um, these are going to be worth a lot of money, much more than you pay for it. So, check it out. Fred's number is 800-878-2646. He worked with Andrew Goss as Andrew's partner for, oh, 25 years. So he's a good guy. He knows his stuff. And if you would like to hedge inflation, which is not going to stop, there's no, no reason why prices are going to go down. I can absolutely guarantee you. It's just not. Because I, I follow this. I understand how the monetary system works. I understand how money is created. And um, this whole um, recent thing with the debt limit was a big scam. They didn't lower They didn't do anything because they're just going to borrow more money that the Federal Reserve prints, which causes prices to rise because you have more dollars chasing the same amount of goods. It's just the way it works. They don't explain it like that because they don't want you to know. And inflation's probably 15%. They say it's 5 or 7 probably 15. So the only thing that we know to protect from rising prices, also known as inflation, inflation is gold and silver. Check out Fred, 800-878-2646. Tell him I sent you, 800-878-2646. Good guy, and uh, uh, he won't do you wrong. He'll do you right. For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm going to be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are, even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral-type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. And one of the things I love about it is that it's a complete food. So colostrum contains everything a mammal needs to thrive. It contains all of the essential amino acids. It contains all of the essential lipids or fats. It contains all of the essential glyconutrients. Those are essential sugars that we need for our immune function. So it's got all of that and all those growth factors, which means this is really a complete food for human beings or for any other mammals. Mm, tastes great. It's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum too. It's a great product. He has all kinds of fun things there, uh, real um, nutrients from food like pine pollen is from pine pollen. Elk velvet antler is from the elk um, antler. It's called velvet. That grows on the little antlers. And uh, colostrum and, and all the rest of them. And the Rishi and the Shaga. Great products from Sir Thrival. 
One Radio Network. If you would like to get yourself a a sauna, we have the we have the best price you're going to find anywhere. Anywhere, I guarantee you, we have the best price on this sauna sauna anywhere in the universe or the Earth plane, whatever you want to call it. We do. We we just do. So if you'd like to get one, all you have to do is to email me, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com and we will set you up. Just give me your zip code or if you live outside the country, give me the country you live in, the city, and we'll give you the right price. So if you'd like to get one, $12.95 is delivered in the United States, $12.95, and that even includes California, even though we don't consider California as part of the country anymore because they're crazy. Oh, <laughs> they're crazy. Just email me, Patrick, One Radio Network, 1295, even in California, and uh, and we'll get you all, all hooked up there. And our little, uh, our little musical things are not working, so we're just going to go right back to Adam Brick's room and see... It feels funny without the little music going, we'll get it fixed. Adam Bergstrom, tell us about your company. Now, you have a website where you sell all of your books, right? Solartiming.com, right? Is that correct? Solartiming.com. Solartiming.com. Wait a minute, my microphone wasn't on, sorry. writing books (laughs) and journals and whatnot. Uh, Believe me, it's mind over matter because that's been the most interesting thing. SolarTiming.com is Anna Bergstrom, and uh, and you'll find your books there. I, you know, I haven't got into it yet, but you were kind enough to send me the one uh, ebook for m- what Mind Hacking for the Millions. I think I think you guys sent me. Is that right? Mind Hacking for the Millions. Yeah, and this is uh, I, I believe in radiesthesia. I have people who do it. It usually takes experts to do it. It can be uh, squirrely sometimes, give you wrong answers. But in this case, when you access a person's subconscious, it's 100%. And you can tell if a person's in shock over something or not. And then people ask me, well, what do you do once you find that out? Ask questions. Why are you in shock? What can you do about it? And if you pick the wrong thing, you'll be in shock over it and get the wrong answer. So rather than me speculating on what a person's trauma is, otherwise, I'm just guessing, uh, educated guess from working with many people, but then their body will tell you exactly what they need to do because we don't know. Suppose I tell uh, help a person where they give up smoking. They feel so good the next day, they go out jogging and a cigarette truck hits them. Well, <laughs> did I do them any good? They're, they could have lived another 20 years I old. I when that happens. Died, yeah. died of cancer 20 years down the road instead of being run over by a cigarette truck. Oh. So uh, I know I'm just helping a person realize that the mind is powerful and that one disease often, uh, if you get rid of it, you haven't really cured the problem. You've got a side effect. And the side effect, the if the water can't get out one way, it's going to get out another way. So instead of me saving you from cancer, maybe you get a heart attack or something like that. You have to take the what the cause of the cause of the cause is what I call it. 
into consideration and then you're at least there's no 100 percent guarantees doing that with mind hacking but you're way ahead of the game because mm. you're playing a role of uh, the higher amount of statistics and prophecy whatever you want to call it and how do folks get that book solartiming.com and what is it about 20 bucks is it 19 or i think it's 29 okay i, I think <laughs> i'm it's not an, sure we tried to keep it low yeah. and i've mm -hmm. added uh, quite a lot to it uh, several years ago where i have a i think the index uh the appendix has like 52 indexes or something like that on it i wanted as many examples and ways of showing it because it's so different than the usual mind hacking terminology. I've thought of rechanging it to a name like gross motor movements. These are not metaphysical dowsing uh, movements. This is something that a child, if they hold two feet, one will jump. Hmm. And so anyone who can feel and has an IQ of 50, you know, can tell. Uh, now the interpretation of it gets a, it gets a little bit if you think of good advice but if you keep asking, asking the person the question, yeah. they know what their destiny is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, <laughs> and people can then learn obviously choice. how to do this by themselves and if they have somebody else in the household it's even easier right really yeah, well, you need two people need two because people. it's hard for a person. They tend to misdiagnose themselves. Uh, in the Gurdjieff work, Gurdjieff knew that, that one person can think of outrageous ideas, but there's no one there in the group to say, what about this problem with it? And I always did that when when I was studying with the Donnelly, I would come out with these grandiose ideas and then he would show up and then show me the, what was wrong with it and show me what was right because occasionally I did get things right. So it's always good to have a teacher, but what if the teacher was your own body, your own unconscious? People think they know their own unconscious. Then how did that man walk up to another man who had high blood pressure and in one instant make it change? Or here's another classic example. And there's many of them. A man went up to someone in a hospital and said, did you know that that person slapped you in the face yesterday and caused a bruise? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> and then the other person said, I didn't do that. And then he looked at the other person and said, you did. And said, yeah, oh, I'm sorry I hit you. I'm really so sorry. And then straightened the mess out after that. How did that happen? Oh, yeah. How can you take a person and change their conception of what happened to them in an instant hmm. Hmm. very fascinating milton erickson a new this is this is new he uh what died uh, 30 years ago or something like that but he went up to a man one time uh and the man bumped into him and said excuse me and what did erickson do it's two o'clock and walked away leaving him in a hypnotic state now i think that was a mean thing because whoever came along there whatever suggestion give me all your money could have taken it <laughs> and he also was in a class that he didn't like his teacher and so he breathed out of sync with the teacher and by the end of the semester the teacher was a stutterer for life stutterer what kind of what mm. kind of thing is that mm. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an email for you. Um, why would a male in his 20s have acne breakout on his face whenever he consumes eggs, dairy products, and red meat? Well, what can Adam recommend to correct this 
so he can get those foods without developing acne. So here's a fellow, 20s, he eats eggs or, you know, kind of a carnivore thing, <laughs> dairy, dairy products and eggs, and he breaks out with pimples. What could be, and how could he figure that one out? Ultimately, uh, mind hacking, go back to the cause of the cause of the cause. Mm -hmm. But let's go down in level to the physical level. Okay. We, uh, anything can cause anything, and anything can cure anything. Right. So we can be allergic to anything. There have been women who have died because they were allergic to their husband's sperm. And yep. I had a, a severe reaction where they actually died from it. So sometimes so, the body uh, just uh, reacts to something just because. Just who knows? Yeah. Well, I no. I actually think there is uh, always a teleology okay. behind it. There's always a cause of the cause of the cause. But right. sometimes when we're stuck in it, the best advice I would could, uh, would say is start eating solar nutrition, putting your foods in time of the day by growth period, and only eat what you can eat. And then every once in a while, experiment with uh, putting one of those foods back. We have cross reactions, uh, like say a person uh, grows a, a, a rose plant uh, outside their window, and they're smelling it regularly, and then they eat an apricot, and it could be related to that where they have a cross reference that makes them allergic. So you have to look at your environmental cross. Uh, okay, okay you, you, you're a rice farmer. You're more likely to be allergic to rice. Now, that doesn't happen to an almond farmer, they, it doesn't transfer into the food you put in your mouth, but you can be allergic to the flowers in the almond. But with rice, it magnifies. If you're a rice farmer, you better get another profession until you figure out what's wrong because eating the rice will actually make you more sensitive to the rice plant itself. And there's many complications. The best thing is to eat around it and find other things that you can eat in time by growth period, tree, vine, root, essentially, and in meat, the, the animals that eat those particular things, and, uh, and then it will work out. Many allergies just go away. You know, you'll be suddenly 30 years old. Well, what, where would he, this emailer, eat most easily learn the foods in the time? On which website? Would it be Solar, solar Timing or Sunsink? SolarTiming.com. Okay. okay. You will find, uh, we have probably the beginning book is Sun, uh, well, either the paperback, if you like to read an actual book in your hand, is uh, Yes, No, Maybe yeah. Chronobiotic Nutrition. And we also have an ebook, uh, Sun, uh, Sun Synchronized Nutrition Simplified so that it can be easier to understand the growth period. Okay. And again, basically, eat your tree foods in the morning, your vine foods in the midday, and your, uh, uh, your root foods at night, and the animals that eat that. An animal that eats mushrooms are going to eat at night. Uh, rabbits eat carrots. You can eat those at night. Most uh, animals eat grass and uh grazing like so beef is midday chickens are midday uh animals like that and in the morning songbirds are in the morning it's not quite moral but uh, uh panda bears are in the morning or they eat tree foods and giraffes 
they eat only from trees. So <laughs> they would be, if, if you, you want to eat a giraffe, and, you would do it. Try and yeah. kill a giraffe, you're going to be in serious trouble yeah. with the environmental movement. <laughs> also, the giraffes, you know, they're not, you don't want to mess with them. In a recent blog <laughs> post, uh, Adam wrote that lipofuscin is involved in the development of cataracts. And I was wondering what solutions he might recommend to help the body remove that accumulation of fatty acids to restore the health of the eyes. Okay? Well, it's difficult but not impossible because the eye particularly is more active. It doesn't even need blood flow to, uh, to have things come and going. The first thing is to lower the amount of lipofuscin you get through omega-3 fatty acids. You can't eliminate it totally. Everything, even coconut oil has a fraction of omega-3 uh, fatty acids in it. Mm -hmm. So you eat lower on that chain. And then you eat saturated fat. You eat sugars. And, and you don't have to do like me, buying 70 pounds of white sugar. You can... Fruit sugar is named fructose. So you eat your fructose foods in the morning. You eat your fructose foods in the middle of the day. Uh, tomatoes have it. Sucrose foods. Glucose foods are what runs in our body. But actually, if you get intravenous glucose, it can actually harm you. So glucose plus glucose is complex carbohydrates. If you eat them in time, you're usually safe. If you dextrinize it, which we've talked about before, it even makes them safer. And uh, once you get a cataract, you can take uh, progesterone, which is a drug, progeste is Ray Pete's form, or eat mushrooms at night, and you will actually, uh, can actually heal beginning cataracts by doing that. And now this is really brinky, and I, I don't recommend it. But Ray Pete said an amazing thing, that if you cut out the lens of the eye, yeah. it will grow back. But to do that, doctors find it easy and profitable to do the operation. In India, they do it in one minute, your cataract operation. Then they put an artificial lens in and send you off. But in this case, grow growing it back... Yeah. You have to be under sterile conditions, and uh, and it might take a month. So you might be hospitalized for a month or two. They don't want that because the insurance doesn't pay for it. But you can actually, just like you can grow a patch of skin back, and you can even grow a finger back. Remember Ray Pete having an adult that lost his finger, and he told him to put it back on right away and then put a, uh, what was it, a some kind of cover over it and not expose it to oxygen, and it grew back an adult. It happens commonly for kids when they cut off a digit. If they get it back right away, it just reconnects. Well, the same is true with other parts of our body. And, of course, with a little belief added into that, you can even grow back parts like the arm and the leg of that guru I mentioned. Yeah, wow. Again, it's a diagnosis. You have a cataract. We must do surgery right. immediately. Yeah, I, I think the eyes are pretty amazing, and they'll do incredible things if we would just give them the time, like you say. I didn't realize, so if you, you'd have to do it in a sterile condition if you just let it grow back, huh? Hmm. Yeah, or you can always get a side effect, you know, something gets in there, dust, whatever, so it's uh, good to... Uh, 
it, it's good to it's not good to have it done and then go out and live your normal life that's the problem but the doctors find that inconvenient they want to fill their hospital beds because they get more money from the new patients coming in and most people can't afford it or the insurance would go broke keeping in there they don't want to do that back in the day a hospital was hospitality i mean you 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 stayed around and you enjoyed you didn't have to be in bed all the time the bedridden thing is kind of a new thing now they know by being in bed actually drains the calcium out of your body and uh, it's better to be active they get people moving right away but part of that now is get them moving out of the hospital so we can get someone else in here on a fictional diseases <laughs> most of the diseases you they're diagnosed with are fictions they're made up genetic diseases almost none we get we get our nose and things from genetics but we can even change that by the environment is the most powerful and then our mind over the environment once we realize we are the environment we are it, yeah. all is one then we can do just about anything a yoga a yogi can do here's an email from cheryl um i was really taken aback when adam mentioned on a past show because patrick you were thinking about doing wheatgrass and he said that could uh increase uh, yellow fat disease how is that even possible that doesn't make sense to me it's got omega-3 fatty acids in grass-fed beef actually can cause yellow fat disease when so, you eat it so grass but has omega-3s oh yeah oh, yeah okay. it does it has omega-3 fatty acids now here's the funny thing as ray p pointed out uh pigs and chickens are especially susceptible to eating that grass cows over centuries have developed an immunity to it so they don't get yellow fat disease huh. from it yes no maybe though if ray pete was here i'd i'd love to talk to him about this it's well known that jersey and guernsey cows do get yellow fat disease other breeds do not bison and and regular other type of cows uh, do not get it hmm. but how do they resist it to their liver so if you eat a young cow liver you don't get yellow fat disease but you will find an old cow is six or seven or eight years old the kind they use on hamburger loaded with lipofuscin that you're eating so it's not a sanitary this is okay this is not universe all foods have some degree of poison and we're stuck in it otherwise we'd live to 500 years old if the plants weren't poisonous the animals weren't poisonous when you put something in your mouth you have to accept a certain amount of poison and the only way to get out of it is either don't eat and go to the not eating state again our mind is powerful enough to do it we have done it i can't do it i haven't got to that level yet but the mind is all powerful we can live to a thousand if we wish to we're co-authors so there's always uh yeah. other forces, that other act. forces. We, heisenberg said when you look at this is physics quantum physics you look at something you change its destiny heisenberg said that he was correct yeah i mean there's no way that you know we were talking a bit bit this on on our shows on our friday shows this idea of well what is the truth what is reality right if you could step back and say i just want to see exactly what it is right so i can you know so i can see what it is what is it and you can't because when 
Well, you can, but you're part of it, right? We're part of it. So when you look at something, anything, we are part of it, and it's our reality. And it'd be different for Adam and Patrick. And it just is. There is no reality separate from us. There's, you know what I'm saying? There just isn't. There isn't. Yep. You know, I've got away with it twice, and I don't know if I should admit this, but <laughs> but <laughs> I ahead. will anyway. Go what ahead. the heck? Uh, one time, I was going to go on a trip with the Dono, and I had a, a dilemma. If I didn't go in and get my driver's license on Monday, I would have to retake the test and drive and all that kind of stuff in California. And if I did, if I uh, stayed home, I wouldn't be able to travel with them. So Adano said something like, uh, it's easier. Uh, let's see, you can change the course of the stars. Sri Yutaswar said this, but it's easier to change men's mind. So I said, okay. So I went home and there was a letter. California had just switched over to I, I got a letter said, do you need eyeglasses? Otherwise, just send in $15 and you get your license. First time it ever happened. Wow. So, holy cow, I went with him because it came right after he said that, two hours after. Now, I'm in Texas. I'm living at that ranch where I first met you uh, when I was coming in to do uh, shows at KLBJ. Right. And uh, I I was afraid I'd needed glasses to do the test so i decided well if you can change the star uh, the uh, path of the stars why can't i change the date on my driver's license so i stared at it for 20 <laughs> minutes nothing happened i stared at it repeatedly and i said i give up so i went in to get my driver's license and i uh i did it one more time i said one more time stare at it didn't change okay i give up so they made me do the eye test and i really flunked it but she was kind and let me pass and then she said do you realize you're here a year early i said what and she handed me the license and the date had changed it had changed <laughs> so i didn't get away with doing the eye test which was the whole thing was about but i was a year in advance so she said i tell you what uh, in Texas, you're allowed to get it a year in advance. So go go home, come back next week. I'll hold your paperwork for you and give you the address change and you'll have a new license a year ahead of time. Great. That's what happened. That is so cool. That's so cool. And, and, and I was in shock, though. How did that happen? How did that happen? I, I found it hard to believe because it I did change the driver's license. Now, that's not supposed to happen. It may be I'm crazy. <laughs> well, you know we're all crazy, but you know, um, if we understand that, I know it seems weird, folks, so bear with me. This is a dream. This is, this is a dream. I mean, it's just not solid. We know that, right? We know it. So if things like that can happen in what we call dreams, it can happen here, too, because it's not... It's not solid. It's just a liquid hologram in motion, live living entity that's changing all the time. I can spend a whole show about materializations that have happened to me too, <laughs> but I'll just tell you the punchline. One time I, comp I, I said to Donald, how is that possible? He said, can't you, uh, can't you, uh, what was the word now? Can't, can't you comprehend a simple manifestation? He got mad at me. 
I was always looking for some kind of reasonable explanation out of it, but <laughs> miracles happen. They do. Life is a miracle. Think of we're walking around breathing. This is a miracle right here. Uh, yeah, it's like, you should accept the breath of ecstasy that we live in. Yeah. We're ecstatic. No matter what your problems are, in now, you're ecstatic. Enjoy every breath. Adam Barks, uh, Barks